What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host, Hayes. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down the first day of free agency in full. The Bulls walk around, walk away with one signing so far. Zach Levine is still waiting to sign his contract extension with the Chicago Bulls. We'll get into that, get into what's going on, some of the deals around free agency. We'll do all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so I got to ask you guys this. We're going to start off with this. First of all, thank you for being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. But with that being said, has any has everybody kind of calmed down at this point, right? There's a lot of frustration in Bulls Nation, rightfully so, with the way that some of the not some of the way that the first day of free agency went. Now, a lot of Bulls fans did expect that the Bulls were going to be way more active than what they ended up being. They thought that they were going to go after some of the players that it seems like we just either weren't interested in because of the money. They may not have been interested in us, but it really does boil down to seeming like the Bulls avoidance of the luxury tax, right? The the, the avoidance of the luxury tax um, is one of the, is, is really harpening the Bulls. Now, I said in my video last night talking about the Andre Drummond trade is that um, with the extension of like IO coming up, things like that, then maybe, you know, they're, they're looking at it and saying, hey, we're going to have to go into the luxury tax next season. Um, but, with you know, still, you see every other team uh, improving um, around around the Chicago Bulls and in the Eastern Conference. And it is what it is at that point. Now, we're going to get into the first thing I want to say. I want to add some clarity, right? Michael Reinsdorf said, you know, every, it's kind of misquoted sometimes. People say, hey, you know, Michael Reinsdorf said that they go into luxury tax. I'm going to read the, the exact quote from Michael Reinsdorf. It says, I don't want to spend into the tax if we're not competing for championships. If we're not good enough, I don't want to be the eighth seed or out of the playoffs and go into the luxury tax. So with that being said, it's raised this question, right? Before we even get into the free agency signings, that methodology, do you, do you spend to go into luxury tax to become a championship team? Or do you have to be close to being a contender first? And then it's like, okay, now we have the green light to go over into the luxury tax. and Regardless of, of what the mindset is there, which one is more feasible? We've already talked about it. I've talked about it very heavily here. There's only been like five or six teams that have ever um, won a championship without paying a luxury tax. And most of those teams were because they drafted most of their own stars and were able to take advantage of maybe those players not reaching their full max potential as far as contracts yet and being able to add to the team. Now, when you have a team like the Chicago Bulls that are built around, the only player players on this team that you drafted yourself are are Io DeSumo, Patrick Williams, right? Now you have Dalen Terry. Um, but everybody else came in this in through this team via trades or, or, or other things like oh Kobe White too. Let me not let me not forget about Kobe White. Um so when you look at that, it's it's hard being that type of team to not pay, to not to pay the luxury tax. And we're seeing the results of it now. Now, with that being said, the Bulls signing Andre Drummond, two years, $6.6 million, right? While I know a lot of Bulls fans are upset, hell, I, I'm still not as happy with the deal. Let me be clear here. I'm not as happy. I'm a, I'm, I'm a rational person, right? So I try to be rational with it. While I'm not happy with the deal, I look at some of the deals the other teams made, and I think we could have got better players. I understand some people who are now saying, hey, listen, this is what ex he brings exactly what we need. Offensive rebounding, some shot blocking, not the shot blocker that he once was, but some shot blocking. And he's he's a pretty solid defender. Now you can you can you can have that mindset and say, hey, listen, Drummond is bringing a lot of what we need. And the thing is, though, looking at how this team played last season, do we think that it was only offensive rebounding, rim protection that really stopped us? Right? There were other things that were involved as well. Let's really diagnose what happened with the Bulls when that second half of the season things fell apart. Health was a big reason, right? 
So if we're talking about the Bulls staying relatively healthy, automatically there you're going to be a little bit better. We only had Lonzo Ball for 35 games last season. If you can get Lonzo Ball for 65, 70 games, that drastically improves your your what your standing is in in um in the Eastern Conference because you are now adding a player who was only there less than half the season to being there for over over half the season, and we know what he can do. He's going to unlock things with even like a like a Andre Drummond. A pick and roll with Andre Drummond and Lonzo Ball, not to say it's going to be the most dangerous thing in the world, but that that Derrick Jones Jr. and Lonzo Ball pick and roll became dangerous at one point. So that is something that helped that hurt us as well. The lack of the perimeter shooting. Now, we haven't addressed shooting yet in free agency, but when you look at, at the way that the shooting went, could our shooting get better? Iota Sumu was a hesitant shooter last year. Could he be a, could he be a more consistent shooting threat this season? Yes. Patrick Williams. We didn't have Patrick Williams most of last season. Keep in mind, 15 games for Patrick Williams over the course of last season. So having him healthy, ready to go, hopefully being more aggressive. Yes, that can help the Chicago Bulls some as well. A lot, hopefully, more than just some. Um, so looking at those type of things, another year of continuity, players getting better. Hopefully Vooch's role is better. Uh, Billy Donovan using people a little bit better. Maybe even Kobe White's a little bit more consistent because, as I've said before, Kobe White is probably going to be on this team opening night. And I know a lot of Bulls fans don't like that, but like I said with Kobe White before, Kobe White. Three months out the season, he gave you 16 points off the bench, almost 17 on over 40% shooting from the field and 40% shooting from three, with also chipping in, I think, about two assists per game and about three rebounds per game. I believe that's off the top of my head. Kobe White was solid for half the season last year, just inconsistent. Can you get Kobe White to be inconsistent? That's going to help your shooting a lot as well. I still think Kobe needs to be more of a, of a scorer than a shooter, but nonetheless, that's, that's where we sit. Adding Danilo Gallinari, who was uh, reportedly the Bulls' next target up, Right. What does that do for the shooting off the bench? Dalen Terry, we don't know what he's going to be. Justin Lewis, we'll see what that what that's going to turn into. So really looking at things like that, relative health and things, it's it was a lot of things of why the Bulls season collapsed the way that it did last year. Now, betting on health, betting on teams being better, better uh, betting on IO and Patrick Williams to possibly take little leaps, if not big leaps into into their next seasons um, in the NBA. It's looking at that. You can talk yourself into saying, hey, this team is doing enough. Right. But when you look at teams around the Eastern Conference that are drastically improving, it raises some questions. It raises some questions in the Bulls Nation. Listen, those questions may be answered by the way that this Bulls team come out and play. And for those that are thinking, I'm going to address this too, those that are thinking that Andre Drummond is at all going to become the starting uh, center for the Chicago Bulls, you shouldn't want that. Again, back to what I brought up with issues with Rudy Gobert. Floor spacing is an issue. Offense at that point is an issue. Passing, he's a, he's a decent, Andre Drummond is a better passer than what some people realize, but still not nearly the passer Vooch is. So that's going to stay. We're going to stop that. We're going to cut that short right there. But with that being said, the signing of Andre Drummond to the Chicago Bulls team brings a lot of the toughness and things that we did need off the bench. But it can't be the only thing. Danilo Gallinari coming in too. But looking at even if those are the two signings for the Chicago Bulls this offseason, the Bulls are still betting very heavily on players progressing some from last season to this season, this upcoming season. And is that enough, right? Is that enough for Bulls fans? The answer is going to be no. Not right now, not until they see it, right? We know, listen, see Red Nation all day, Bulls Nation all day long. I've been a member of this community literally my whole life, so I understand it. This Bulls uh, fan base, until the Bulls are solidly somewhere that everybody wants them to be, it's not they're never going to be all the way happy. But the question is, is AK and Eversley, are their hands always going to be tied by avoidance of the luxury tax, right? It's going to be very hard, very hard to become a championship team without going into the tax. Not to say that it's impossible, but it's going to be very hard when you look at the way that certain things are done. All right, but that that's 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 my my soliloquy. Is that even the right word? Anyway, that's my thoughts on the Bulls free agency so far. Zach Levine, we're going to touch on that too before we go around the NBA 
Zach Levine has not signed his deal yet. Some people had speculated. We had got some rumors last week that he was going to sign early in free agency. Now it's not looking uh, like it's going to be that. But the thing is, for Bulls fans that are saying that Zach Levine is holding up the Bulls' money, the Bulls can't do such and such, keep in mind, this is. let me drop some education on people. Every deal that's announced right now is not official until July 6th, and the team has to file paperwork. So rather, if Zach Levine's deal was was announced first, second, last, third, fifth, sixth, the, the way the, it doesn't affect the Bulls' money other than the way that they file the paperwork to make it official to the NBA. So technically, the Bulls can announce five or six deals. Let's just say that in all in one day. If they want to maximize on cap space and, or whatever, so even though Zach Levine's deal doesn't really do that, but I'll talk about that in a second, it's about how you file them to the league on that July 6th date. So all this talk about... Just, uh, uh, Zach Levine's holding up the Bulls' money. He's holding up. No, the fuck he's not. Y'all got to educate yourselves on it before we start talking about shit that y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's not doing any of that. Let's stop fear-mongering. Let's, let's, let, let's do some research on things before we talk. Now, if you want to say that it's holding up A.K. and Eversley because they don't want necessarily want to make big-time deals if Zach does end up leaving, okay, I can give you that. But it's not holding the money up, right? So with that being said, right, Let's talk about it. Zach Levine not signing his contract. What does it mean? Well, a lot of the teams that could be potential suitors for him are using their money. So I, I honestly look at it as every day that it goes by that the Zach Levine deal is not announced, right? Whether it's for another team or for the Chicago Bulls, it just bodes more well for the Chicago Bulls are actually keeping him. And then you have some conspiracy theories that, oh, I bet Zach Levine is not signing a deal because he wants to see what the Bulls are going to do. He wants to see if they're going to go after KD. Come on, fam. Come on. Come on. This is not soap opera. This is not the WWE. Stop trying to write storylines for real life shit. Zach always like it was always at the beginning re reported that Zach Levine was going to go through the process. Now we haven't heard of him me meeting with any other teams, right? Th but the the question and the anxiety does rise for Bulls fans the longer that Zach Levine doesn't sign that deal. What is he waiting on? I have no idea. None. Like I said, money's drying up in free agency as far as the teams that could afford. His contract, and yes, that contract's a little bit less than what it would be for the Chicago Bulls, a lot of it less in, in many ways. So what's the deal there? What's going on with Zach Levine, and why is he hesitant to go ahead and sign his deal, get that announced? Let's go ahead and move on. Your answer is as good as mine on that. Could it be that he wants to see what AK and Eversley do? Could absolutely be that. But like I said, his chances of getting more mo or getting money elsewhere dries up more and more every day that he doesn't just make that decision. Could it be some negotiation tactics? Could there be something in that deal? Maybe... He, that he wants a fifth year uh, option on the fifth year. The Bulls don't want that option. They want to guarantee it. It could be little things like that. But either way, all signs are still pointing to Zach Levine re-signing with the Chicago Bulls. And if that changes, I'll be one of the first to report on it. Period. Don't you ain't even got to worry about it. Now, let's go ahead and talk. We're going to get off that. That's the end of the Bulls news. Wanted to do the Bulls. A couple people been saying, hey, you do the Bulls things at the end of the show. Bulls news all up front. Let's go around the NBA and talk about some of the deals that happened late last night. So early this morning, actually, Zion got a $231 rookie max extension. So now he's signed to the New Orleans Pelicans to 2027-28 season. That means in the summer of 2028, he will be a free agent for the first time in his career. That's six years from now. John Morant signed a $193 million extension for five years. Going to keep him around in Memphis for a very long time as well. He got his money. Shout out to him for getting him checked. Now, neither one of those players at all were on Bulls radar. There were some people who were thinking that maybe Zion wanted his way out of New Orleans, and that could still very well possibly be true. Some of the big, some of the other deals that went down, right? So we know uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, who was my number one target that I hope the Bulls would go after, signed for two years, $16 million. Again, Bulls not priced out of that at all. Some people were saying that the Bulls were priced out. No, they could have absolutely offered that contract. They didn't. 
fine. It's right. He got he got his money. He may be the starting center in New York. Shout out to him. He deserves it. He's a hell of a player. Nick Claxton re-signs with the Nets as well. That was kind of unexpected. Mo Bamba, who did not get a qualifying offer from the Magic, and I, there was one person in the comments as well who was like, well, this just says what the Magic see. Mo Bamba's worth that. Ended up signing him exactly for mid-level exception money, $10 million uh, on a two-year, $21 million contract extension. Gary Payton II gets a $28 million deal from the Portland Trailblazers after they signed, re-signed Anthony Simons. We already know they traded for Jeremy Grant. Portland Trailblazers are trying to make moves. That, that We're going to get that pick next season. Shout out to, to, to Gary Payton II for getting that money again. Three years, $28 million. He deserves a little over $9 million a year for him. Devin Booker gets his 214 max extension as well. 214 million. Bradley Bill resigns with the Washington Wizards, 251 million. Jalen Brunson, 104 million with an option on the final season from the New York Knicks. Nikola Jokic, Jovic, no, Jokic. The, the Jokic, Jovic is doing the draft coverage, got me messed up. Five years, $270 million extension on his end. Devin Booker, I think I already talked about that one. So this was a lot, there was a lot of money given out in, in the start of free agency, period. There was a lot of money given out. And the Bulls really were, you know, waiting on it. But, like, looking at the deals um, and who got their money, it's, listen, it's it, the free agency was fast. It was exciting. We got KD asking for a trade. Kyrie also is now out. Both of those guys may be on their way out of Brooklyn, which can completely create a vacuum in the Eastern Conference. But a lot of this, right, a lot of this, Bulls fans are upset that the Bulls w- more, weren't more involved in it. And I can understand that. But looking at the money that was given out, looking at the deals that were given out, what did you, what did you really expect? Right. There, there was a lot of. And honestly, looking at looking at most of the deals right now, there's not a single deal. Um, Javel McGee also going to the Mavericks um, on a three year, 20 million dollar deal. Another deal the Bulls could have possibly gotten in on Marvin Bagley resigning for uh, three years, 37 million. Shout out to Marvin Bagley. Lou Dirt Dort getting five years, 87.5 million dollars getting. That's probably the most overpaid contract that I've seen so far. But listen, he deserves it. Bobby Portis. Finally gets his big deal. Four years, 49 millions from the buck. There's not a single deal that I'm looking at this and I'm completely like, there's a little deals that I think, hey, they, they paid a little bit more for it, but you, you pay a little bit more when, when players are free agency. Victor Oladipo getting one year, $11 million. P.J. Tucker going to the Sixers for the exact deal that we thought we were going to go. Lonnie Walker and, and, and Tony Bradley, no, I'm sorry, Troy Brown Jr., both going to the Los Angeles Lake. It's a very interesting starter free agency that we've gotten so far. And there are a lot of teams that are making moves to be aggressive to improve their stock. The Knicks are going, being very aggressive to improve that team. The Pistons have, were, were being very aggressive to improve their team and to build around a young, have a young core to build around. But a lot of things, a lot of things right now are, are with Bulls fans are just them being disappointed that the Bulls were not more active. Now, for those that are asking, can the Bulls get in on the KD trade? Me and my co-host from Locked on Bulls very much disagree on this. I'm saying no, that he's thinking that it is possible. I don't think so. Uh, Kyrie, don't want Kyrie here. Um, but, you know, that's another thing. Sorry for another day. But let me know what you guys think about the first day of free agency so far. That's just, you know, briefly going over, going over everything there, how, how things affected the Bulls. Where do you sit right now? Do, are you upset or happy with the signing of Andre Drummond? How do you feel about it? What are some of the most overpaid deals you think so far in free agency? Like I said, I really don't see – I can – nitpick a couple of million dollars for some but i don't really see too much overpaying in my opinion but let me know what you guys think down below and what team do you think has improved themselves the most so far in free agency just with one day in let me know what you guys think about all that down below thank you for tuning in to the show make sure you uh, follow the podcast at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bull at gmail.com 
You can also uh, send any text and or voicemails for our mailback episodes, which are tomorrow. I guess I'm ge- I think you guys are going to have a lot to say. Maybe our longest mailback episode yet. The number to do so is 773-270-2799. If you're, especially if you're a podcast listener on that side, because I don't get to interact with you guys on comments like I do on the YouTube side, make sure you go ahead and hit that uh, that voicemail text line or go ahead and send us an email as well. Um, but that is it, man. That's it. We're going to continue reacting to it. As deals come in, I'll still be dropping, um, you know, midday episodes, things like that. But thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for making Chicago Bulls Central what it is. Like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.